0: Hey there. Before we begin the episode, I wanted to quickly introduce you to the Art Is podcast's new partner, Artmo. Artmo is a community-centered marketplace where any artist can sell their work and any art lover can buy art commission-free. What's really cool about Artmo is it's the first platform of its kind that lets you sell both physical art and NFTs in one place. They're bridging the traditional art world and the Web3 universe, and I'm super excited about it. The best part? You can turn any of your physical or digital artworks into an NFT on their platform, adding provenance, security, and authentication to your piece. NFTs can be a bit tricky to understand and create. But thanks to Artmo's dedicated team, it's become so much easier. And that's not all. Artmo is not just a marketplace, but also a media platform, where creatives can connect, network, and join open forums and discussion groups. It's a great place to engage with fellow artists and art enthusiasts. Also, it's totally free for artists to sign up, and there's no long application process or gatekeeping involved. So what are you waiting for? Join the Artmo community now and head over to Artmo's website to sign up and start sharing and selling your work. Go to artmo.com, A-R-T-M-O.com or check out the show notes of this episode to learn more.
1: I have a little sticky note on my desk right now. It says, I'm willing to feel fear and do it anyway. And knowing that it may not be the right step to take, it may feel really uncomfortable. People may judge you for doing it, but just being willing to feel that discomfort and feel fear, like that's something I think that a lot of successful people, they may not share that much is like how much fear and discomfort that they've had to be willing to endure to create what they want this is art is
0: a podcast for artists where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries hi and welcome back to art is the podcast for artists i'm so delighted to be joined with my wonderful co-host Lauren Hill.
1: Hello everyone.
0: This is the final episode of season five. And in honor of the grand finale, we wanted to return to where we began the podcast this season by looking at how we as artists define success. Some of the topics that we covered in that first episode was combating scarcity mindset, and being your own advocate, um, along with interrogating and asking yourself like high-mileage questions so that you can really connect with what's important to you. So Lauren, how are you thinking about success now after this season and all of the reflections and conversations we've had around the topic?
1: Yeah, this is something I've been thinking about lately for myself as well. And just how important my own emotional and mental well being is to me. You know, through all the changes that happen, you know, the only constant is change. We're constantly evolving as humans. Everything around us is changing so quickly sometimes, too, especially with all the new technology that's happening. And so thinking about you know feeling successful for me is really just being able to flow with those changes and know that my nervous system will always come first being able to understand what's going on in my body what what's going on in my brain how am i reacting to every experience every circumstance that is placed in front of me and knowing that I have the tools that I need to navigate those changes and experiences. So I guess my question for you is how have you been navigating this idea or thinking about this idea of success for yourself and your own business and life?
0: I love what you said about how The only constant is change, Um, and it reminds me of a blog that I just read the other day by um, the lovely Daisy Morris, who's created an amazing brand called The Selfhood, which is all about um, fostering community online, and she has just a great newsletter, which I'll link in the show notes for you guys to check out. But one of the gems that she shared recently is this idea of seasonality with productivity and also like taking inspiration from the natural seasons. Thinking about like trees, for instance, uh, in the autumn, they lose their leaves and incubate during the winter and kind of bring in all of their nutrients. uh, And then so that they're ready to flower in the spring and create fruits in the summer and repeat. Um, And so I think That really relates to, you know, burnout and the idea of creating consistency and sustainability and how sometimes we hold ourselves to a really high standard or maybe for... A few months we create a certain habit or routine flow that seems like really great until it just is no longer working for you. Or maybe you take a break and then you come back and you are finding it hard to like step back in and just like accepting the the seasonality of things. Um, I especially think uh, that's been really true for me in terms of learning, um, in terms of starting this process of uh, sharing and selling my work and recognizing that perhaps, you know, having a seasonal approach to that as well could be really helpful to ensure that I have a, you know, a focused and, um, you know, productive time in the studio, but also, you know, not feel like too much external pressure. Um, My conversation back in I think, season four with uh, Gisela um about her seasonal approach to to selling has been really, really influential for me, and I highly recommend you guys go and check that episode out if you haven't, but she shares some real insights there. So, you know, I guess it's kind of all related under the umbrella of success and, um, you know, being in touch with yourself and, like, recognizing what you need and and, be, and being your own advocate as well, making sure that, you know, you are treating yourself and your practice and, um, you know, your life with respect uh, so that you can continue making this work for the rest of your life because I want to do artwork for the rest of my life. There's no other thing that's as important to me. It's my main priority and I've been thinking about this idea of like short-term versus long-term goals and wins as well and how to you know reconcile those two so that the work that you're doing today and this year will serve you in years to come as well and I think that's something I really have been able to get in touch with because of you Lauren and your you know um and your insights and um kind of directive to to journal more and to kind of yeah, be in touch with those high mileage questions. So maybe you could even like remind us what some of those questions are and like what are the ones you like to reflect on?
1: Yeah, and before we jump into that, I would you know, as far as the seasonal approach to things, I love that idea. And I, you know, I've heard a few different ways to go about that too. You know, some people even use the moon cycles to decide on, you know, how they, their productivity and how they go about certain aspects of their life, which I think is really cool. And, you know, even menstrual cycles, you know, you're for females, it's definitely a, you have different capabilities and, um, Emotional states through those cycles, so it's kind of interesting to use the the natural cycles with how you work and and how you structure your life. and you know they're they're there for a reason, so why not use them? Why not uh, even think about them as you know how how they correlate to different parts of yourself? and i I recently had a consultation with A young woman who is she was a graphic designer for a long time and then moved into package design and she came to me with the the issue of feeling like she lost she's lost her creativity like she's no longer creative she's she's been creatively blocked for two years now and That was exactly my, my answer to her or my reminder to her was, you know, this is just a season, this, this has just been a season for you and the seasons change. Um, You know, sometimes we don't know how long those seasons last and that, you know, to remind yourself of that, because sometimes it does feel like, oh, this is never going to change. Like I'm stuck but it feels like I'm stuck in this forever, you know? And like we said, the only constant is change. So reminding yourself that like, even though it might feel like you don't know what's going on, that, that there's no solution for your issues, your problems, your overwhelm, your struggles, you won't be stuck in that forever, that this is just a season and the seasons change. And there's ways to, you know, get to where you you want to go. Um, but as far as like the short-term versus long-term goals and thinking about that, you know, just looking towards the long-term goals of like, what is the the big vision that you have? I think that, you know, anchoring into your your deepest desires of like, when you close your eyes and you think about your future self, what do you see? You know, what are the, if you, if you think out, you know, even 10 years from now and you, you think of something like, what would you be so excited to tell your friends and family about when you, you know, imagine that future self, allowing whatever comes up to to just light you up you know the things that light you up and and writing them down like I think writing those things down is so important I looked back you know 10 years ago for me when I used to live in Napa and I um, was working for the gallery I recently came across some paperwork that I I did do I wrote you know my five vision my 25 year my 10 year vision my 25 year vision and all the different aspects of my life and looking back at that paper I was like wow like I've created some of these things it's so wonderful to be able to see because we get lost in the we 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 continue you know with these visions sometimes we can get lost in like keep going after those things and we don't recognize where we're at right now. So reflecting back on it. So when you write it down, you're able to see, you're able to go back and look like, okay, you know, these are the things that I said that I want. Am I still on track today? Am I, have I created some of this? Uh, I can celebrate this now, you know? Um, And, and for your business even more, You know, um, they talk about the vision and the mission, mission, like people who do branding and, you know, being able to communicate what you want your brand to represent in the future or the, the goal that, you know, how, how can you affect people? How do you want, um, I guess, like, what are your products and services? Like, why are they important? you know, where, where are you going moving forward? Like, what what do you want to achieve in the future? What kind of future society do you envision? You know, thinking about all of these things for your the vision of where you're going. And then anchoring back into kind of your your mission. You know, what is what is your brand's purpose for existing? What is what is your purpose for existing? What's your purpose? You know? Um what what do you do from day to day? What does your work do? Who do you do it for? How do you do it? You know, what what impact does this achieve? You know, what's what what kind of impact do you want in the world? So these are good questions to kind of ask yourself from time to time to to re-anchor in and see like, okay, well, within the next month, three months, like are the results that I want to create in the next month or three months aligns with that future vision. Does that resonate with you?
0: Yeah, no, it really does. Um and it's it's interesting thinking about vision statements and mission statements because They're always very, like, clear on exactly what they're saying, and I think what's really funny is to think about all of the trial and error that goes into, like, creating that clarity. It's funny just to think about, like, all of the, um, I guess, like scrapped ideas and scrapped visions and not successful, you know, missions that were laid out before having this ultimate one. And so I guess it's also thinking about it as like a work in progress, you know, Um, and it makes me uh, reflect on uh, some of the past topics over the season, especially in episode two, where we talk about um, working through blocks and you know, looking at that internal dialogue that each of us has, um you know, within our practices creatively, and, you know, seeing those negative thoughts clearly and recognizing that those are separate from your own identity, and those are just like passing, fleeting things that maybe you know maybe they're hanging around with you for you know a few weeks or a few years or you know decade even, but that those are just seasonal, as you said like the tree' not dead it's just it was just in a dormant moment and I guess I um, I by no means have a clear mission statement on what I'm trying to do with my life. Um, it's definitely a work in progress um, but you know I think thinking through the different strategies and looking at, you know different, opportunities and experiences that come your way as a as a lens through which to like get a little bit closer and gain a little bit more clarity is really helpful um, because it makes you, you know, it makes me reflect also on like some of the great topics that um, Ryan Holiday covers in his book, The Obstacle is the Way, which we've discussed um, in the past as well on the podcast. But it's like, you know, that idea of like how you really can choose your your perception and you can You know, recognize the emotional state that you have, and you know, overcome these overcome these obstacles that will like lead you in the right direction, even though it feels like you're moving backwards or you're not moving at all.
1: Yeah, that actually reminds me of Viktor Frankl's book, *Man's Search for Meaning*. Have you ever read that book? No. Yeah, he talks about his experience in the Holocaust. And uh, in some of the war camps, and it's, you know, his mindset that he had to really, you know, the shifts in perception that he had to create within himself to experience that kind of trauma and like, come out on the other side. It's, I think it's one of the most highly sold books, you know, and I, I forget how many you know, millions of copies have been sold, but it's, you know, you know, going back to like success and our mindset and our emotional well being like, you, there have been people who have been through really major traumatizing experiences, and they're yet they're still able to be At peace with where they are, and you know, we just live in such a fast-paced world, and everything seems so fleeting sometimes. And it's like how to how to um kind of slow down in the moment and recalibrate to like what's going on in the here and now and what's important to you in the here and now,
0: yeah, I mean, it really. The world is so overwhelming, and everything is just so scary that um, I personally have been finding some solace and in, and inspiration in in looking at some of the masters of uh, of the craft that I'm pursuing right now, which is in stone carving, marble carving. Um, I've been learning a lot from a amazing artist who has been practicing uh for decades. His name is Fred Brownstein and he he lives in Vermont uh where he has a, an amazing studio um where he carves marble and creates beautiful work, but he has some just such an attention to the craft and to like the history of marble carving and and stone uh, carving throughout time um that it's it's just it's been interesting to kind of dive deep into something and just appreciate someone's patience and approach to to a craft. Um, both like, you know, artists living now, contemporary, but also throughout art history, which um, is always a a big point of research for me. Yeah. And I mean, the, the whole idea of um, kind of, I guess not retreating into your craft, but like uh, working through um, through pain or through trauma or through um, difficult emotions uh, really reminds me of episode three where you shared a beautiful meditation um, that I've returned to a few times already just in the past few months. Um, and the idea of like not having to have a separation between you know, art as therapy and art as professional practice or having a separation and doing both, but, like, recognizing that you have the p- potential to do both things. Like, you can use your work as a healing tool and also as an income-generating tool and that, you know, you don't have to just be, like, one thing or segment yourself into, like, a little box. Um, you can have an expansive approach and... um I guess that's what I'm seeking now, uh, especially through uh, your guidance, Lauren, and all of the amazing resources that you've shared with me over the past years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like that willingness to take the actions, like one of the mantras that I, that my coach has helped me remember. And I have a little sticky note on my desk right now. It says, I'm willing to feel fear and do it anyway. And knowing that you know, it may not be the right step to take. It may feel really uncomfortable. People may judge you for doing it, but just being willing to feel that discomfort and feel fear, like that's something I think that a lot of successful people, they may not share that much is like how much fear and discomfort that they've had to be willing to endure to create what they want you know they're relentless they their desire to create what they want is so high and their willingness to feel all the the emotion that comes with it is also so high like just the having that awareness that it's okay to not feel okay all the time and you can still show up to do incredible things even when you're not at your your finest hour
0: yeah and it makes me think about also like the call and response to creative work and how how maybe things like things that you're working on will also respond to like your mental state And maybe that will be positive or maybe that will be negative, but like um, the ability to kind of use that as a feedback mechanism as well and to like see um, friction, like when there's like friction that's coming up uh, through your work and, you know, maybe you're just like trying and trying and it's, it's just like it's not working because maybe just one or two things are off and... Um, Back in episode six, when we talked about resilience, which has been like a major theme for me over this past year and pretty much every single day, it's like continuing and recognizing that compound interest is really the only way forward uh, in terms of creating sustainability in life and work. But I think that, you know, in that episode about resilience, we really covered also the idea of, um, manifestation and how I guess manifestation and like recognizing friction kind of go hand in hand as well. So like, you know, if you're closing your eyes one day and you're thinking about like, what do you, what do you envision for your work or for your life or, you know, you know, where do you see yourself? And then, you know, you're kind of losing touch with that vision or, you know, things are coming up that are like stopping you. It's like, it's interesting to to reassess and to like check in along the way and to like you know I guess like make a make edits to that mission and vision statement to make sure that like you're actually doing the right thing for you um and like trusting your instincts like recently I had an experience where I just like you know I was I was working on something and like and it just like fell off and I, I just like didn't trust myself and I told myself everything's fine everything's fine and then it like you know, it's ended up being, like, a minor situation, but I, I knew that there was something, and I just didn't follow my instinct on it, and so it kind of, like, blew up and became a big deal instead of, you know, something minor. So, yeah, I guess it's just, like, it's really interesting that, like, when you are a, a team of one, you have to just, like, put on different hats and interrogate yourself about all of these aspects of your of your work and your life to make sure that, you know, you're in alignment, as you would say.
1: Yeah. And it's just an evaluation process, you know, reminding yourself that this is, it's about coming with that experimental mindset that we've talked about too, you know, showing up to like, okay, if I couldn't fail, if failure, failure wasn't an option, like there's that word didn't exist. What if this was just an experiment? How would I show up then? And then after doing the thing, after taking action, evaluating what happened, what, what went well, celebrating yourself or what went well, what didn't go so well, what do you want to do differently next time? And, and taking the time to do that so valuable because then you can really recognize you know, are, are these things getting me to where I want to go and what can I change to create what I want to create? And I've been, you know, I've, I do these free consultations for uh, people who are interested in coaching and it's an hour long consultation. It's my sales call and I, I walk them through a process. I take each person through an assessment and then We talk about, you know, what the solution is and what coaching looks like and how that can, you know, how that might be a solution for what they want to create. And I have recently been trying to become an expert at this consultation because what I've known is like, you know, they talk about close rates in business, you know, like, um, so out of, you know, I do 10 consultations and I'm able to close, you know, three of those as then paid clients, that's a 30% close rate. And so, you know, if I can lessen that gap and and get to a higher close rate, essentially like I can help more people. Like that's my goal. Right. And it's, it's a win-win. I, it benefits the the client benefits me, it benefits everyone because of the ripple effect too. This is all the things that I believe. And and so I've been doing this same process with each consultation. You know, you can get so detailed into like, okay, here's one specific area of my business that I want to work on and I'm going to focus on. And I've come back to this many times. Like sometimes I get frustrated and just like like, uh, you know, I want to take a break from learning these specific details about this specific thing and just like show up and do the work. But right now I'm, I'm really, I want to grow. I'm my, um, my nervous system, my strength, my, my mindset is in a place where I really feel strong about taking the time to critique these things that I know will up level the way that I serve, the way that I show up, the way that I'm able to create a, a, a bigger business and a bigger impact on the world. And so it's, you know, that's just kind of a showcasing one specific area of my own practice, where you can get dialed in and really take inventory of of what's going on so you can get better and better. It's, you know, it's just like an athlete too, like what specific area might just need a tiny little bit of a fix to impact so much of their performance.
0: Thanks for sharing that. So interesting to hear also how, you know, you're thinking about developing your specific set of skills and also like how to serve the creative community better. I think it's really amazing. Um and also, like uh, speaking personally, I'm also interested in receiving uh, feedback and critique um, on, on my own work. And I'm, I'm seeking that out actively uh, through, you know, maybe digital platforms as well. So I'd love to have anyone reach out uh, to me if they are already doing a critique or um, have a group together. I'd love to join um, or learn more or facilitate as well. Uh, because it's it's so important to also get to share and to, you know, share to a captive audience and receive, um, you know, both feedback from others, but also, like, give yourself the chance to um, give feedback to yourself as well and learn from that. And uh, sometimes being in isolation and just working solo, you know, you don't always get the opportunity to do that. So I think it's really cool that you're, you know, actively doing that yourself uh, in your own business and um, yeah, inspiring others as well to do the
1: same. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, for the coaching industry, there's a lot of like mastermind groups and things like that, that you can, and I'm sure there are for artists too, but maybe it's just not as publicly talked about and, and promoted too, and probably not as big of an industry where, you know, other artists are coming together to actively, critique and talk about business and sales and their art-making practice. For me, I'm part of a community that's called 2K for 2K. It's Stacey Bayman is the coach and she's, you know, she's made $35 million in her coaching business. She's a sales expert. She went from selling mops at Walmart to becoming a life coach and then now a master like business and life coach uh, for coaches And, um, and there's a whole big community online, there's a Facebook, Facebook community, and she does live trainings. And then there's a whole portal too. she has a 200k program, and then a $2 million group as well, for kind of each level of the way um, in the coaching program. So I'm like a big advocate in finding a space where you can bounce ideas off of other people in your industry, get feedback um and just feel a sense of like okay I'm not alone here and like other people are struggling with these same issues and you know they've they've gotten through it so so maybe I can too
0: something that I have been thinking a lot about is this idea of not rushing and accepting that like things are going to take their time and marinate and when they're ready they'll blossom and flower into exactly what they're meant to be and I think that was a Very true for the making of this fifth season, which has been a labor of love on both of our parts, and it has been an absolute joy getting to have so many great conversations with Lauren and dive into so many topics that are just top of mind for both of us and things that we've really been reflecting on for years. And last episode, we were talking about um, Daniel Arsham and his invitation to be self-referential, And I realized how true that was throughout this season with us sharing a curated selection of clips from past podcast episodes and past Instagram lives and various events that Lauren has hosted as well through her coaching business, Curated Splash. And I guess I just am so grateful to have had the opportunity to create an archive of information that's really based off of, you know, not you know metrics or data but really off of like feeling goals you know which is like something we've been talking a lot about especially um in episode 4 where Lauren and I reflect on our own relationships with money as creatives and Lauren really shares this idea of connecting with goal setting and creating feeling goals for yourself not just only financial goals and that really has rung so true for me over the past few months and I'm just really excited about this show being evergreen and living on and, you know, connecting with creatives all over the world. I've gotten to hear from so many awesome artists and makers who've reached out to me. So please continue to do so. I would love to hear from you. You can reach um, the podcast at listen at artispodcast.com. Um, Or also um, you can write to me on Instagram. My handle is my name, Isolta Page, I-S-O-T-T-A-P-A-G-E. And it's just been so great to get to have these kind of worlds collide and start really amazing conversations and actually even some in-person meetups as well. So, I've just been so, so grateful to get to work on this project. Um, Lauren, thank you so much for for being here with us and for sharing your wisdom and your insights. It's been really an incredible journey
1: and thank you so much, too. You have continued to inspire me since day one when we first had our, you know, our first initial conversation and communication and the the work that you do is, so powerful so important and i'm so grateful and i feel blessed to be able to be a part of that and share you know your vision and your mission and just grow this this community of creatives and artists internationally
0: and one of the things that actually happened during this fifth season for for me personally is um starting my newsletter where you can have a inside look at my practice and get direct updates from me occasionally on where my work is and what I've been doing and um, learn more about, you know, that side of my work. Uh, And it's been hugely influential um, to to my own strategy as well as how I want to show up and kind of facing my own fear of being visible and being seen, uh, which is something that we've really covered um, in depth in this podcast, especially in episode seven, which I really loved and was close to my heart, uh, you know, talking about sharing and showing up um, in an authentic and I guess, sustainable way that you can do to be consistent. So if you guys are interested in learning more about my personal um, art practice, you can um, subscribe to my newsletter, which I will link in the show notes as well. Um, But yeah, I guess Lauren um, has been trailblazing with newsletters for a while now. Hers is always full of gems and uh, entertainment and lots of super cool resources. So thank you, Lauren, for you know, providing that to the community for free as well. It's its really awesome. So you should definitely check Lauren's newsletter out as well. We'll link that in the show notes um, for you to um, peruse.
1: Yeah. And you can go to my website there. My blogs are listed on my website. I write up monthly blog as well, which some of them are, you know, step-by-step resources that you can do or your creative art making practice, or even just business and sales tips, uh, mindset tips. A lot of the things that we've covered in this season too. And um, just looking at them from a different light. And then my email newsletters as well are just you know practical issues and problems and struggles that we're all dealing with and ways to overcome them, solutions, uh, things to look at differently. And Instagram is Curated Splash. My my business is Curated Splash. And we would love to continue to connect with you guys uh, in a, in a personal way too. So feel free to reach out to either one of us.
0: And also we have been talking about this for a while, but are in the process of preparing a resource document on kind of a... A summary of the topics and uh, resources shared throughout this fifth season which will be available to download as a pdf so look out for that as well Um, but we just wanted to say thank you so much for for being here with us and we just appreciate the creative community globally we'll see you soon thank you for listening to art is a podcast for artists Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode. To access the episode transcript and more info on the themes outlined in season five, go to artispodcast.com. This episode was created by me, Isalto Page, and Lauren Hill from Curated Splash, with original music by Black Wonder Twins. You can find them on all streaming platforms and on YouTube and Instagram under the same handle. Okay, that's it for now. See you next Thursday. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our podcast editor, AK Joel, who's actually a professional video editor and YouTuber, but also edits podcasts. If you want to contact him about editing your own videos or podcasts, you can message him directly on Instagram at akjoel.films. That's A-K-J-O-E-L dot You can also find his contact information in this episode's show notes.